Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's the lifestyle, our lifestyle. A, a lifestyle. lifestyle. So uh, We always switch that up, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because it's, it's, that's the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Not like baby and God. I swear to God, I was just about to say that. Shout out to Stunner, though, man. We know you be listening. That wasn't a diss. Yeah, we're going to get you on when we, uh, we what you want to get him on when we in LA? Or you, yeah. I don't know. Do we come to Detroit? I don't know. I don't know. I've but, never heard baby say he was. But he might slide through. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It ain't nothing to reach out. Uh, what you been up to, man? Chilling, bro. What about yourself? I've been I, reading. I, yeah, I, I was about to say I've been reading, and then I discovered a new podcast, the Donnie Houston podcast. It's yeah, a, yo, he got the legends on there. He had my dog little Kiki on there. He, I knew you was gonna fall in love with that when yeah, I seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he tell the real story about how the SUC started and all that. And yeah. he say some stuff that uh, people may think mean one thing, but actually mean a Fuck whole me other thing. Yeah, Fuck me up. and then it makes sense why I mean that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I've been reading too, man. I got like I got a stack of books. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get some more though. I I didn't check on that Booker T. Washington uh, autobiography. Biography either. Remind me, I I get that. I, I ordered the bitches yeah. tonight. You know well, I, mean? I want to see what the text look like first, though, and if it's different version. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Some well, of them texts, you, oh, you get, it tell you when you are ordering it the size of the text and all that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. So, I'm getting older, dog. Gotta, yeah, can't stream big words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got a word? I got a word, man. It's a promotion activity that supports or provides activity encouragement for the furtherance of a cause, venture, or aim. What about you? My word is credit. It's the uh, time allowed for payment for goods or services obtained on trust. 90 days credit. You know what I'm saying? So I would say you're a pretty credible dude, man. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You're a pretty credible king. My name is my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. take that so serious. You know, yeah, yeah. I remember one time, uh, like it was like a little situation uh, at a job I worked at. And they like the lady lived in Philly and stuff. And I had to tell her, I said, with all due respect, you don't know me. So if you say something that you heard about me that's not true, I take offense to that because my name is my name. Like, I stand on this name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because my like, credit good yeah, in the streets. Everywhere. It's a little, yeah. it's a little farty on the, on the score tip, but oh, I, I don't I, subscribe I, to that. Yeah, but either way, I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, I got your shit straight, though. I, yeah, you I gave you that. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. So why was them the words, though, bro? Hey, man, because we got somebody who... I, man, when, when it comes to promotions, man, and street promotions, I've seen this guy work way before we even bumped into him. And just through life, we end up being connected to certain people, like major factors in our life. So if you go back to the Ty Mopkins episode, when he talk about when he branched out to start uh, Hip Hop University, he knew what young guy to go to to get it popping as far as people knowing about it. And that young guy at the time was Rock Sykes, who was a great promoter. So much more, you know what I'm saying? But we gonna get into all of that but what's going on rock how you doing what's up fellas how y'all doing peace right, man you all right yeah congratulations peace. on the new baby to you and your wife you thank know what you. i'm saying thank you daddy daughter lifetimes three for you now huh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah them yeah, daughters yeah. man yeah me and my daughter we we be bumping heads boy she only two yeah because yeah. she talking sure man yeah no no because i'm trying to understand what she's saying it's but just i just hard. can't man yeah. so the it's really just a language, like yeah, language barrier, lack of communication. But that stuff you done been through. You you know what to expect. This shit is new to me every single day, man. Well, this shit is new to me every day. 
that. It's something new every every day, but it's a blessing every day. Yeah. I mean, it's that's the most beautiful thing that you could have just to see it's a, a newborn, you know what I mean? Right, just to right. see your see your soil come out. See a lot of people call them seeds, but I call them soil. See the males are the seeds and the ladies are the soil. Yeah, you yeah, that's a heavy saying? game, man. I never looked at it like you know, that. Yeah. So, but but to see the birth of, of your child, yeah. you know, and then to be there every day, that's that's the blessing part yeah, because yeah. A, a lot of guys that don't even they don't even know where their kids at, yeah. man. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm there every day, man. It be, you know, what I'm saying. I I take my daughter to daycare for the majority of the of the week. You know what I'm saying, and that be our time. Like, yeah. we be talking it. Well, I be listening, trying to make out the words, <laughs> but we be kicking it. That's my dog. You know what I'm saying. But I see everything. Certain shit she do, I be like, oh shit, I I I know that's me. Like, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so I'm prepared. You know what I'm saying. See, my daughter gonna be gamed and laced up. And that's gonna be good or bad for whatever nigga she get. You know, that's, what I'm saying? That's, that's the blessing that, yeah. that any any young child if they have their parent, both of them, but if they have their father, they super super blessed. Yeah, super super blessed because so many don't have you know a parent because I, I work with youth that's been yeah. placed in foster care and yeah. aged out of foster care. And in the juvenile justice system, yeah, which so, ain't, ain't justice at all, exactly. So, and a lot of them don't have parents, and they don't have social living, and and all the things to, you know, be taught. You know, that's that's a, a particular key that that most kids need, and that's important for their development. And one of those main keys will actually be just actually having a conversation with your child and allowing them to talk uh, i have an eight-year-old and a three-year-old and me and my eight-year-old i used to take her to school every morning but then it switched her mom would take her but i pick her up every day when she in school and we just talk how was your day and she just can't tell me okay she has to tell me how her day was why it was like this what did she like about it what didn't she like about it and i give her that time to allow her to talk because i want her to know you know i'm a busy father i'm one of the fathers who happen to be busy and sometimes you want to make sure that they don't feel like they get lost in the sauce so i always allow her this time to know that this is your time to tell me how your day was so now what i notice about her like if i've been gone like when i leave and go home today she's gonna say how was the interview or who did you talk to today and what did y'all talk about the same thing that i demand from her she's starting to demand from me and that's how you know that they learn and not because they say they learning but because she give me yeah. that same line yeah. of question that so yeah. let's talk about you uh growing up did you have both parents in the house uh no 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 um actually my mother raised me growing up, but then right around maybe 10, yeah. I, I, everybody got a favorite family member. I had a favorite aunt. Yeah. And so I used to actually catch the bus from the east side of Detroit to the west side of Detroit at, at like middle school. Yeah. I'd get on the seven mile. Just <laughs> take, take it all down. the way down. Yeah. I'd take it down to Woodward, then I'll get to Woodward. And get off at Puritan. It was a shop right at Shoppers World. It was a Shoppers World on like like Woodward, um, like right where the checkers and rallies is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but and I would get on the Puritan and catch the Puritan down to Puritan and Livernois, um, where most of my family, you know, lived at, and I would just hang out with them. So just hanging out and you know, growing up with my uncle and my aunt. Yeah, really. Oh, so, so you actually from the east. Well, I'm both sides. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, was, yeah. I was born on the on the west, but then moved east and 
Well, that's kind of yeah. kind of like everywhere. I kind of like every every yeah. hood you can. So you so not at all makes sense because like what people initially well what we initially knew you for was street promotion so that makes sense to me now like you've been everywhere east west different hoods and i always say like when you're a kid and you're going through that sometimes you might be like oh man again but when you get older that's how you know everybody and when you yeah. know everybody are different people who grow up in these neighborhoods and they end up becoming the nigga in that neighborhood on you like that's my man you can one you can keep trouble down because your nigga might have beef with another one of your niggas, but you can squash that because they like, oh no, I rock my man. So if he sees something in you, maybe our issue ain't that big. Well, you feel what I'm saying? That's how it was with my cousins because I got like 20 cousins that's my age. So each one to be in different hoods. So that's how it was in the hood. But I went to two elementaries. I went to L. Holmes, which was on the east side, like Van Dyke area, like Van Dyke 94 area. Yeah, yeah. And then... I went to John R. King, was which was on Six Mile Schaefer area. Yeah, you know, so I went those two elementaries. But then when it came to middle school, I went to Farwell, which was on the east side, like Seven Mile Ryan area, which yeah. was like Auto Drive. And then I went to Guess, which was on Finkel and Myers. Yeah. And then I went to Pulse, right. which was on which is on Puritan. Yeah. You know, so I went. So you got you talking two elementaries. Three middle schools. Three middle schools and three high schools. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, where did you finish everybody. your high school career? Central, sweet, blue, and white, baby. <laughs> Trailblazer. Yeah, yeah, 98. Yeah, yeah. So, so what other high schools, though, did you attend? Because you said three. Uh, Murray Wright. Yeah. So I started out. My mother wanted me to go to the... Uh, Band? No, it oh. was, they had the military, the um, ROTC. Yeah. But it was all week long. It was four days long. <laughs> so yeah. you had to you know, wear the, the tan and you know all the, all the military stuff. And then I uh, went over to Mumford, but I didn't stay because I wouldn't been able to graduate on time. Yeah, and okay, so okay. I ended up going over to uh, Central. Yeah. yeah so you got school. siblings? You got brothers and sisters? Uh, none. None by my mother or my father. But, oh, only child. Yeah, yeah. yeah, only child. But I have, like I said, again, 20, 20 cousins, cousins. Yeah, that makes up for it. All, all my age, you know. So, And then you had, living in those different hoods, I think I had like, a best friend in each one of those hoods that I'm still cool with today, but uh, one of them just uh, passed away um, the day before my birthday. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. So, boom, you go to uh, you graduate from Central. Like, what did, what was your plans growing up? What did you see yourself doing? Because we we kind of, like we in the same generation, so we like we seen what crack was doing. And then, like, we see what rap is doing, and then they was pushing the college agenda for, for these new, you know, the new millennium coming yeah. up. Y'all got to go to college. Like, what was your plans as a, uh, like, growing up? What did you see for yourself? Initially, I, I wanted to be a carpenter. I yeah. had, um, my uncle was a millwright, and um, he was a millwright for DPS and some other companies, and then he was a roofer um, on the weekends. So when we would spend a night, all the cousins, we would spend a night at my uncle's house. We was on the roof by 7 a.m., yeah. right. you know, Saturday you on the roof, Sunday you at church. So I thought I was, wanted to be a carpenter. I ended up going to carpenter school. Um, I got my certificate, and uh, you can see some of my work. It's a building on a uh, seven-mile, not too far from the hip-hop shop, and it got some glass block that I did, yeah. you know, like years ago. And I worked for a program called New Detroit where we uh, developed um, – 
old people, the seniors, we would go by and do their houses and you fix them up and, and stuff them like, up that. like yeah. that. Yeah. So initially, I thought I wanted to be a carpenter, but I had a love for music, so it was like a, it was a battle, you know, between between the two. Yeah. So where would you say your introduction to hip hop came from? So. You say it's 20 of y'all. Normally, we know, like, the older brother or the older sibling introduces the young one to whatever's supposed to be hot and next and new. Where do you fall in line in the 20 cousin stretch? Um, well, well, my cousins, um, I had two cousins. One is my grandmother's nephew. His name is Reckless Ron. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You know he, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know if y'all they know grab, who Reckless Ryan is. Name that, that name sounds no. familiar, though. So he is best friends with Juan Atkins. Yeah. Okay, he helped, okay, started, yeah. He helped started the techno with Juan Atkins. Yeah. And, uh, he also uh, worked with, with Doc Chill on the I'm Freaky record, too. Okay. Okay, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. So, um, and on his, um, in his prime, he was on the level of Jeff the Wizard. You yeah. can, that's a fact. Yeah. Probably even better than some of the your your bigger name guys that I won't name, but it, that's, right, that's right. on the radio. No disrespect, but you can ask, you can fact check any any old DJ from DJ Snake, DJ Emmett, Gary he, Chandler. He was one of the ones. You can fact check that that he was he was that dude. So what ended up happening with him? Uh, well, streets. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the, definitely the the streets. But seeing him. You know, DJing, shooting videos, and then my grandfather's. Uh, well, he was my grandmother's nephew. Reckless Ryan was, and my grandfather's nephew was. Um, his name is Eric, but they call him Foot, and they group was called Rap Mafia. Yeah, Rap, Rap Mafia. Mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, just like um, just Rap Mafia had that Jerry. video. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. You know, they <laughs> yeah, were the yeah. the original Doughboys cash yeah, out yeah. and. You know, they said that street lords yeah, and, yeah, they and set the tone, right? Yeah. 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 So, that video got them fucked up, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's what you meant by when you said the streets, that video. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, a lot of shit, but yeah. that video, yeah, that yeah. video, yeah, that had set it up. Well, that happened to both of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which was, you know, the, the streets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's how you get introduced to hip hop music. And that's what, like, what did you think that you was going to do in music? You thought you was going to rap? Like, because you're seeing it from a perspective of. Yeah. A DJ. Well, it was this one particular group that I really love um, called ADE and the Posse. Yeah. And I had an uncle, and he would play this record um, called Bass Mechanic all the time. Yeah. And so that was another introduction. So that, between my two cousins and, and, and my uncle, was really... You knew it was you, possible. You, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Those were the things, you know, Planet Rock, which is that's how I got my name, you know, from the African Bambada. Okay. Joint, okay. you know, was because that was one of my favorite joints, you know, at that time when that was out, and that's what my my uncle started calling me rock because yeah, that's, that's shit. I was just rocking, you know, yeah, on, yeah. on that, yeah. So boom, you uh you get introduced to the rap, you you in the middle of thinking that you want to be a carpenter. What was the first thing you did with inside the music that let you step out and know like it's a spot for rock in this, like you because you're watching it take yeah. place but, but like, it's with people with other people it, yeah. like what was yeah. the first thing when you stepped out on your own or did wrote your first rap whatever you thought you was gonna do I like, think be, be, even before that I was DJing okay. early as like 8th grade yeah like okay. I was DJing house parties um, on Finkel in Sino neighborhood yeah yeah so they used to have on the Burwood area they used to have all the block parties and 
I don't know if I can say this, but my uncle was a street pharmacist. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we were, so he would hook me up with you know, party. people because, yeah. like, my nephew would DJ and yeah. I would go over there and, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and uh, DJ. DJ, you know, but. Of course, everybody want to DJ when you ain't had no wheels. But once I finally got wheels, I ain't. Yeah, I wasn't even yeah, yeah. Was DJ. But, no, uh, but I had a um a Roland 808 and a full track, yeah. you know, for Christmas and a keyboard. So everybody would leave school and would go to my basement, which I would live with my aunt and uncle, and we would go and DJ, you know, do beats, cook up, and you know, and, and rap. So that was my whole the, like the dice the 40 made me do it yeah. um Esham, you know all that area like 93 94 was real heavy the rapping for me like ninth, eighth ninth grade yeah right so now you you mentioned that you was going back and forth to neighborhoods and all of this and you getting to know these people so what neighborhood did you take to the most so is when you said your aunt and uncle is that puritan that's puritan because i've always known you to be from puritan you yeah feel that, that, was, that was puritan so that's when I started going to Pulse. Yeah. So going there, like I said, that's when we would leave school, go rap. Like I said, that that was doing, like I said, the the Dice, you know, yeah, start yeah, listening yeah. to Dice, ICP, you know, Esham. We, you know, listening to to, those to, to guys, what's going on to in Detroit. So we would know all them albums off the top yeah, of our head. Yeah, we yeah. ride on the bus, freestyling them, rapping them, and then in the West Coast, real West Coast heavy. Heavy influence, just a lot of writing, a lot of beats, making beats and, and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, my neighbor um, li- that lived across the street from me, his name is, um, I can't think of his uh, dude's name, Red, P. Yeah. P- Red. Yeah. And uh, he shot the movie Pawn Shop. Yeah. yeah. But before then, he did uh, Detroit G-Code. Yeah. 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 So that was my neighbor. So a lot of, lot of uh, encouragement from him. And then a few doors down was Tone Scott, AKK. You know what I'm saying? So just having him listen to the demo and producing, just listen to a lot of stuff as as a, as a uh, mentor and a, and a cousin. So that's kind of helped shape my move into uh, into rap. One thing about AK, uh, I don't think he get when it come to the street lore era of music, I don't really think he get his roses for that era. Uh, a lot of people always credit Kid, uh, R4s, but some of them Blade records that we love the most actually came from AK. You yeah, feel what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the whole Stackmaster came yeah, from AK. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But even outside of the, well, he'll take, he'll take a, uh, the certified, he'll take a certified, you know, street, you Cat, know, yeah. he then take the the notoriety. He'll take a street classic, yeah. and then take the notoriety or the fame. If I could speak for him, yeah. But however, let's move the blade stuff out. Yeah, before and, that, AK had a deal. Yeah, Matt, yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He had yeah. a deal. A record called uh, "Step Up Thickness." It was on the box. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Early, yeah, he they, was a kid, early, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. Early, he was hella young. Early, yeah. early, early, you know, working with LL and. and a lot of a lot of cats, but like I said, let's move the blade stuff away. If if you ever watch one of Big Hurt shows, Big Hurt uh, does uh, state my confessions okay. on, on, during his show, which K had made, you know, or some of the rock bottom joints, yeah, you yeah. know that that he done. Or matter of fact, I would say from late nineties to probably the mid two thousands, he probably did 
eighty percent of the music that was out. But yeah. So because you only had him, hell of a hell of a hell of a we won't say art just art force and, and AK and a couple of more cats. More. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you but everybody went to slick tracks. Everybody went to everybody went to AK. Right. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Really. Yeah, we gonna get more into AK later because we had uh, we wanted to talk about AK and Al Profit, but we gonna get into that okay, a little sure. later. You know what I'm saying? So, w- what introduced you to the promotions game? Because like, if you know promotions, like you know you've been heavy. We met. I can't even remember how we met, but I do know like ever since we met, it's been on. But it was promotions related, so sure? I don't know where we met you at in your rise on promotions. But like when we met you, yeah. the person we met you through. Doc had Doc Chill had something to do with it, but it was like you was the go-to guy. So yeah. when did you start promoting? When did you actually get into the promotion side? This was about uh '96, going into '97. Still in high school. Oh, still in high school. Still in high school. Of course, I, but I was rapping then. Yeah. yeah. I used to ask the promoters if I could rap at their events. Yeah. And they would say, Yeah. Do you pass these flyers out? Yeah. (laughs) So I would pass the flyers out. And, of course, by me going to all the middle schools, all the high schools, and I got all the cousins, and then I know I got my own set of friends as well. Right. So I'm getting everybody to come to see me and my cast perform. But it was no performances. Yeah. (laughs) So I remember sitting at the table, and I'm like, man, if I get all these people to come and they can make this money, then that'll be my Me, yeah, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, so right. that was one of the, the starts, you know. And then what happened was uh, I met Proof. Yeah. You know, everybody knew about the hip-hop shop. You're talking about 90, 94, this is, 95. This is the staple in the, yeah. in the hip-hop community. So I met Proof, but when I met him, I didn't even know he was even from the hood. Yeah, because that, that's a, that's another but guy he, who he's from. He's from Puritan, too. Yeah, right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. And, T. Stucky is, is his Because in the video, he had to, we put his hands up. He had the PA on his hands. Yeah. And, uh, what, what video? Yeah. What uh, Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. Fight, Fight Club. Was Fight Club when he had that. I'm not the, sure which video, but, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, T. Stucky is his, his cousin. And uh, when I met him, he gave me his number on a card. And on the front side of the card was Mark Hicks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but I wasn't ever like a. A dude that could leave out of the hood, even though I w- lived in different hoods. But you know, you got to get permission when you young to yeah. to leave. I want just one. I wasn't a, a outlaw type kid that you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right, like, just, yeah. If you was on the bus, you was going specifically. Yeah. They knew you, you was on your way. So, so the yeah. worst thing I did was skip school. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying. So if cash was breaking in somebody's crib, I went the other way. Or if they had the pistols, I went the other way. You know what I'm saying? Like and I lived in the, with that. Yeah. I lived in the hood, but. I didn't want to be do the hood thing because I the knew the underworld element. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like, I've seen the dudes where I lived at. Like I said, I could walk past somebody and they was going in somebody's window. I seen it, or I seen the dude across the street get shot. You know what I mean? Right. By somebody, we hanging up some real juice. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. That was that was going on, but so I would call Mark Hicks and I would let him listen to. My demo, over the you know, phone. over the phone, but they had the core, so I take the core, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. and let him listen to it, and you know, he like, yeah, man, that's straight, you know, that's just how he talks his vocal yeah. tone, so you would listen to it, and then um, I let, probably did it for like a year, and then I finally bumped into him. We did a roof at my uncle's, went to the, got to the mall, got some wallabies, you know, the wallabies yeah, yeah, was yeah. hot, so you know, we got the wallabies, we go to the state fair. 
I see a dude passing out some stuff, and lo and behold, it was Mark. Yeah. And it was like, hey, man, this this rock, this me. So he's like, so, you know, we just kicking it. So that was one part. And then I used to go to Kendrick's Records, which is on uh, Finkel and Myers. I think it's called DJRS or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with DJs now. But at Kendrick's Records, you know, they had the flyers would be on the counters and different things. And I saw um, Relativity, No Limit. I saw the labels. And I got an internship with uh, Relativity. Yeah, yeah. At like seventeen, you know they had Fat Joe. They was popping. Three six. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Dayton family. So they was like, because you young, why don't you work with the guys in in your hood? You know that yeah. in your in your city. So so I continued to work with Mark, but I would be on the conference calls, and they would send me. I thought it was the coolest thing. They would uh, UPS all the records and promo material yeah, yeah, to yeah. the to the crib, and it's like seventeen. 17, 18 years old. So that was how I got into the uh the promotion aspect far as far as records. And then um I met um who did I meet? Um I met another guy by the name of um Four. They call him Four, but his name is uh Eric. Yeah. And um he had a group called um Detroit Players Club. Yeah. And um he kind of helped me with the management aspect or the, the yeah. business aspect of uh of the promotion. So what's the biggest records you worked to date? From that time though, because you uh you I mean worked a lot of records. Uh, I know, but something gotta stick out. <sighs> like I worked that record before. Cause if you work anything, Dayton Family, they go. Dayton yeah. Family got gold records. They was yeah. on relativity. Uh yeah. that was early Fat Joe, so I don't know if he started uh there was gold. Plaques. Oh there yeah, was gold. It was gold. You work did you work pun record? Or, yeah, the 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 one before he passed. Uh, that, not capital punishment, but the uh, the, it's so hard. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. When he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was probably bling bling. Oh, oh you, you was bling, bling, bling. You worked that? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Hot. yeah. Probably, probably being a part of that. Yeah. You know, and that was through uh through Pimp Entertainment. So I worked with uh that so was P Y M P though, right? P E N. Oh, okay. M P. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Shout out to my man T the Pimp. So oh, yeah. how we connected was uh he had uh Money and a Thing came out. Right. So that's when we 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 cleaned up, you know what I'm saying, and start pushing that. And then uh, I was running, had the van and shit. It take me three, four hours to, you know, promote, pass out all that music and do the poster boards, right, right, right. Working real radio, grind of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we working radio, going into the clubs, you know. Yeah, that, those that that's really that working with those labels kind of helped me for the independent side of things. All right. So let's talk about the conception of uh, Royal Family Entertainment and Rock Productions. Like, how did these companies come about, and what was the what 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 was the time frame of these companies? Which was first, and like when did you split off and do the other one? I think the the royal family goes back to starting, you know, in high school. Okay, okay. You know, putting uh putting that project together. Um, again, at the same event where I met Proof, um, I met another dude named Ralph, but he was in the rapping too. Yeah. But yeah. he lived on the the Rosedale Park side of Puritan. Okay. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. lived in the brick houses. We lived in the frame side. So <laughs> right, if you understand, yeah. your zip codes matter. Where where you live, your you know your zip codes yeah. it, ma- it matter. So we would catch the bus down to his house and pick him up, 
and go around the corner to my other aunt, uh, uncle house and get on the keyboards and, yeah, yeah. you know, the drum machines and, and, and rap around there. And he went to Mumford. So I'm at Murray Wright, and he is at Mumford, and we like, we're going to do this we're thing. We're going to push the thing you know? And then it was my homie Ken, and we just came up with the royal family. So what we did was, and this is kind of instrumental what's going on now, was we took, like, two people from every grade from every school. And you know, back then, you're talking about 98, yeah. 99, it was over 100 schools. Right, this was before the schools even started closing. Yeah, yeah you know so you're saying? talking yeah. about 100. Yeah, so, this schools was popular. So we had, like, three, 400 people passing out flyers yeah. to our party. So that was the start. Like, we doing UPS, I mean, Amazon, before we even knew, because we would have to rubber band the flyers up. Yeah. And we would drive around to everybody's house. You're talking about like 300 people, east, west, Right, so y'all driving Southfield, them off like a nigga doing newspapers. Yeah, yeah, we had a route. <clears throat> and... We would just we would go everywhere and drop the flyers off to everybody. I can imagine and some so, part of you must have been. So live. you're talking about we, we would go, it's this guy named Scott. He had a printing company called Greenfield Printing on Coolidge. And he would print us twenty thousand flyers for a hundred bucks. That's a wow. hell of a deal. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a dog. So that's basically deal. like a case of five thousand and he had cut them in the fours for us. Right. And he run them off and he have them ready in a day. A day turnaround. And we rubber band them up, three, four hundred flyers a piece out of that twenty thousand, and like I said, go to everybody's house. And what what we would do is we would say we would tell everybody we knew. Let's say I had twenty cousins, so I would tell them, "You give me ten people to go to your school, and we'd give them all five dollar passes." So everybody would come. So we was rocking Franklin BCs, we was rocking the spot, we was rocking Legends, yeah, St Andrews. You talking about late? Late teenagers, yeah, we yeah. weren't even twenty one. You talking about from like nineteen twenty? So that's how the uh, royal family started, and everybody else became an extension of, of, the, of the royal family because we birthed guys like that came from that, like Kool Aid. Yeah, you know, he went on to start to wreck, and then people like Cash Doll was the hit roll queen at the wreck, and the Juju on the beat guys was performing at the wreck. So all that kind of trickled off family from, tree type of, yeah. came from our tree, you know. That's crazy. That's dope, man. Yeah. Twenty like, where did where did you get that idea from? Like, we just go take somebody from we go take two people from every school, and we had a whole city covered. I mean, that was just just an idea we came up with, you know, and we just we just rolled with it. I mean, it was a snowstorm. We threw the shovel in the back with the salt, <laughs> and we just we just ride out. You know, um, and it was just a, just a start. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was going crazy. Um, Polo Boys, you know, all those guys. Yeah. We all was rocking, rocking, rocking together. That's you know? dope, man. Yeah. That's dope. All right. So um, a lot of people actually might know you from the Black Lagoon Project, Pimp Bones in My Body. Like that yeah. was a pretty big record. Like, was that your first? Go around as a like an independent promoter, like with independent artists, like not directly tied to relativity, no oh. type of major label, because that was like that was a that was a pretty big record. What happened yeah. to Black Lagoon? Um, no, first that wasn't my first time, which I had a uh, Detroit Players Club, D- okay, the DPC yeah. uh, joint. Um, that was like around ninety nine, yeah. okay. uh, two thousand with with that record, but. 
I also did uh, role management and promotions for E Dub when he had his deal with MCA. Okay, okay. and that okay. was in uh, two thousand or two thousand two thousand one. I about yeah. to say that's two thousand two thousand one. Two thousand two thousand one. So uh, working on that one. Now, that what what happened with that project? He had did he have a Dr. Dre beat? He had uh, Scott Storch. Scott beat. Storch. He had, yeah. he had Scott Storch, Medicine Man, Beats by the Pound with, yeah. with Medicine Man. Um, he was poised to be big. Like, yeah, that he was a had, big matter of fact, he had everybody. He had Swiss Beats. He had, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that he was had a Swiss yeah. Beats joint. Oh, I can already see where this is going when but I he, ask that question. He had pretty much everybody before they was really, really right, right. He was they, blew up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, which I think a lot of the records was dope. Um, the tour was dope because the first time I ever flew was right after September 11th, like yeah. that next month. Like, Yo, shit. We, we had to go. <laughs> no, actually, it was cool because yeah. we was first class. Yeah, so yeah, I, I was, yeah. I was, I was cool. Yeah. So what? What? It just fizzled out. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, you had to <laughs> yeah, ask, yeah, you had right, to ask right. him that particular question. So right. it, it was yeah. the politics involved. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely, you, definitely how that go. Yeah. But but the album was. Was super was super dope. I mean, you can imagine the production, right? Yeah, everybody you, know you just saying? said because he had be, well, yeah. the single was on the radio heavy. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I he just, won some type of freestyle battle or yeah, something. Yeah, the Blaze freestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you talking about a, a talented dude, like genius level thinker. Yeah, he dub. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then he's and he's a hell of a promoter too. Right, that's even what I'm about before to say. the record, the rapping. He's a, a hell of a promoter. Too. Now, did y'all ever? How did y'all connect? Was did y'all connect through promotion? Through promotion, everybody that I know today, it was through something. You know, in it through some of, promotion, f- form of promotion. You know, and develop relationships from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, the young men and young women preservance organization. Well, let's perseverance. Talk about perseverance. I'm sorry. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? Perseverance. Yeah. Let's talk about that. How did that come about? Well, well hold on, hold on, because we I want to get back to the Black Lagoon. Okay. Oh, yeah, because that's where we was at. Yeah, the Black oh, okay. Gold. So I met them. I'd already used to see them, you know, at the River Rock and Sweetwaters. And just I used to see them around. And I used to think, though, I used to see them around for like two years. And I used to think they was dope. But I was promoting a, a liquor called Mukau, Mukau Cognac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had yeah. that dog ass bottle. With yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And um, so I was doing that. And just the E dub, and I was doing a lot of stuff. Oh, back to answer your question too. Another independent record I, I pushed was called Numbers. Numbers, Numbers, the group. And yeah, they are R and B singers produced by AK. So, so I had been pushing independent guys for a minute. So that was one of the independent records that I was pushing as well. And Rock Bottom. You know, yeah. So those be way before getting Black to Lagoon. the to the Black Lagoon. So when I got off tour, I was on the Rock the Mic tour. Um, what I was doing was product placement because I was working for uh, Tobias Harris' dad, um, Terrell Harris. He had the only uh, African American licenses for the uh, NBA logo. Yeah. And if you guys remember all the, the NBA patches and yeah. stuff over stuff, that was his company. And I was doing the product placement for that. And that's what I was doing on the actual tour was putting clothes on like Snoop, Joel Santana, Fabulous, yeah. you know, all the guys that was on, on the tour. And when I got off, I had bumped into uh, my guy Ben, Ben Scott. And um, 
we he's like shit. Let's let's connect. So you know, I was listening to that joint because I always thought they was dope. Yeah, because they had a know, smooth ass vibe. You know, like, yeah. And uh, that's that. The rest was history. You know, and what I used to help with that record was all the stuff previously that I had learned working for the labels. You know, and it just it just you know, and it just popped. Yeah, it did. It yeah, did. Yeah. So. What was that? Pimp Bones in my body. Was that the first? Was that well, the first the, record that took uh, off? Yeah, yeah. Pimp Pimp Bones, which still holds the battle of the beats because nobody has done it since then. But like two weeks straight, even beat out Royce. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. hard. That was, that was hard, hard to, to do. do. Yeah. So it even beat out. It be, even beat out Royce. So it holds records for the uh, the Pimp Bones record does not yeah. start, but the Pimp Bones yeah. is the, what holds the record on the battle of the beats. So once this record started picking up, like what was the interest from from the major labels? Because you kind of you you were already in the major label system, so to speak. You had yeah. been on a tour. You was with E Dub. Yeah. Like you seen how it really worked. So now that the Pimp Bones record is pimping uh, picking up, what type of uh, what's going on on the back end? Like what 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 was the goal and what was the response from the from the powers that be? Um. This was like anything at that time, it wasn't a lot of local records being played like that. On outside radio, on yeah. major radio, outside of Tone Tone, you know, so you had Star, you know, the Star Record, then you had Tone Tone and K D Z. Really at that particular time you didn't have so they was really just calling, trying to find out what was going on. You know, can y'all <laughs> what y'all doing in the other markets? Is this y'all friends playing the record? Right, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So it was all about get it popping in Ohio, get it popping, in you know Chicago, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 let's see yeah. what kind of legs do it really got. Cause it was some calls from Def Jam, Atlantic, you know, different things like that. But again, it was unheard of like it is now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Wasn't like nobody yeah. that actually know, opened the doors. For it, for what's going on now with the love that the uh, actually it does it it, it did. that the artists get you know what I mean? absolutely it was it, it was nothing Kim James you could hear it. he played the record two almost three years you could hear it at tw- at the twelve o'clock mix yeah you know what I'm saying right. for at least three years right which right. was good but it was bad because it was more records after that. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But sometimes the DJs, no disrespect to them, they kind of hold you to that one particular record that they may like. You know what I'm saying? Because they did the same thing to KDZ. You know what I'm saying? We right. love In My Hood, but he had all the records after that. After that. Same thing with Tone Tone. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, had they loved all the I records. Playing, which is, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It was more records after. You know, after that. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, you know, what you call it politics. It might not get a spin because. Somebody might not like it personally, right? You know right. what I'm saying. You right. know, it, it's no shot against us. But that, yeah, that's just how the, that's, yeah. that the, the politics of the record game. So um, let's talk about your relationship with Al Prophet because Al Prophet, yo, he's like a mathematician. Like when we interview him and we was talking and he was talking even, about even numbers, off Mike, like, like you could see him calculating shit and doing shit yeah. in his head because. Al Prophet shot our first video. Like we brung him to Angster. Anybody who yeah. used Al Prophet in Angster after yeah, us, yeah. it was after us. He'll tell you that. He'll tell you that. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? And Al Prophet, he a good dude. I like everything he's doing, man. Yeah. I like everything he's so, doing. So Al Prophet um, is my daughter's godfather. Yeah. Straight up, yeah. Your, yeah, your yeah. oldest or your my uh, my 13 year old. Okay. okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So um, Al, um, I met Al again. To do promotion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We met at Kinko's. There was a Kinko's inside the Renaissance Center. Yeah. And uh, 
we was just kicking it. I probably gave him a flyer because that's For sure just you gave a him a flyer. Yeah, gave him a flyer. <laughs> yeah. He was, just, he was an older dude. I'm young. You know, I didn't care. You know what his nationality or his color was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We just let's kick it. So yeah. he's like, man, we gonna be down here. You know, we we was kicking it, and I think he had an interest in what I was doing and. You know, I like the fact he was an older dude. He was interested in what I was doing. So we just start, you know, chopping it up from there. And uh, what happened was uh, he went away for a vacation. Right. And uh, he actually, he had a, a group called the Cocaine Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mac Nichols he, was in there. Mac Nichols, Mac Nichols' cousin, you know, um, Low Gambino, um, they are, and there's another dude, these producers called Pee Wee's and Fats. Um, they twins, actually, the light skinned producers. You guys yeah. seen oh, them? Oh, I saw uh, them. Yeah, I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. They brother was a part of the group. Yeah. And, but when Al went on the, on the vacation, I went to his pop crib and I put, you know, I was just passing out all the, oh, all, the all the stuff. And P. Red, who once previously I said lived across the street from me, he had, uh, he went to film school and, he also had a distribution deal with Selecto Hits and different yeah, things yeah. like that. And then my man, uh, Ben, you know, through the Black Lagoon, Al shot they, you know, they video and everything. So they kind of all hooked up yeah. and pushed the Murder City. Yeah, so that's yeah. you know the, the connection. But you know, everywhere I went, I would just big Al up. You you see Al, you see me. Yeah, you see me, you seen you seen Al. You know, like even during the E Dub project. We would just hop in the whip and just ride out, go to Atlanta, D.C., wherever. Just hop in the whip and just be out. Yeah, he he a good brother. Uh, he got a great work ethic. He was yeah. on. He was uh, anything digitally. He was on super early. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Big Al, whatever. super. He be super early. Super smart man. Yeah. Super, super smart man. Statistics like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Bro, he, he breaks statistics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's well, that's his background. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. He, yeah. econ is you know it was his, it was his background. He was on Bitcoin but, uh, early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Al on everything early. Yeah, yeah. Al, shout out to Al. Al, Al is Al is dope, man. One of the first guys doing. The, Real quality videos, but now anybody with a camera yeah, could, you could do that you with, could your do phone. It with your phone. Now. Yeah, you could do it yeah, with your phone. Yeah. But he put out but he's, some classic. He's videos. going crazy right now, though, with, with the documentary with, with the documentary stuff because yeah. he he's keep putting the content up. Which what you got to do is I found that it's it's like a slot machine though. You got to keep feeding it. Yeah, you got to keep. Yeah, man. Good. If it wasn't for Al Prophet, I wouldn't know about Eddie Jackson, man. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, when I when yeah. I seen that about Eddie Jackson, this was that Mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I just seen, um, matter of fact, um, oh, and Courtney Brown. Sorry. I just seen Mr. Brown uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. See, what I like about Al is he don't do shit that highlight the snitch. All these other documentaries and movies and shit, they yeah. highlight the snitch. I like Al. They go do their research. They yeah. hit you with all facts, and they bring the because if it's a code. Yeah. You know, it's like a fake code that niggas swear they live and die by until something come out. And they love all the snitches, yeah. which actually violates all the code that yeah. you said that you live by. And I like that Al Prophet highlight all the real ones, like Frank I, Matthews. Frank Matthews, that like the, that's the, the the number one gangster in the world, black, white, or whatever color. You, it it yeah. don't get no colder, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chester Campbell Wheeler, he put me up on him. I yeah. went and got his book now that I know that, like, I never seen the movie John Wick, but yeah. John Wick was based off this black Detroit hitman yeah. who kept it solid. He did the D, uh, the rolling. 
and yeah. put you up on uh, YBI for real. Like, so yeah. Al Prophet do a good job, man. And anytime, and we that's get a dope chance, because we, it still highlights Detroit as well. Every 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 you know, yeah. and that that's was was dope. Right, yeah. he's showing you, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people don't know the other side of that Frank uh, Frank Lucas picture where Frank Lucas well, got Eddie on the mink and that was Eddie Mink, Court, uh, was Eddie Jackson, Courtney, and all they all people. They and they all was like that. So yeah. everybody geeked up about how uh, Frank Lucas was looking like that. They all was like that. But this, so we could get into this because this, uh, this is real. So, boom, you were the first person to bring Young Jock to Club Detroit. Club and that, Blue. Club Blue uh, in Detroit. And that's how we really started getting at you. Like, that's how we started working together. Because you had us on the show and you had the A1 Boys. And the A1 Boys was ahead of their time, too. The A1 yeah. Boys, yeah, they was ahead of yeah, their they, time. They was, yeah, they were super dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, at that point, had you been bringing people or, or the whole time? Or, like, was that your first time bringing somebody uh far as a no, national drag? Yeah, a national on a Probably on a, on a solo, I've been a part of bringing guys in you know like yeah. one of the first the first groups that i did was uh next oh okay. the butter love okay okay butter love okay. so that, that was the, the first the first time and sometimes you you got to be in the mix when you bring an artist you want to be a hundred percent in the mix you don't want to be 20 percent or or 10 percent you want to be at the top of the as much as possible to make sure that your artist is delivered to yeah. your to your venue. That's very important. So I had learned that early on dealing with uh, the next uh, situation. What well, uh, did it go? Scarface. Did it go how you thought the first time you did it? Um, because you had to learn that what you just said from somewhere. Yeah, that that was the key, the key that I was saying being at the top of the food chain on 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 knowing the, knowing the business part. Yeah. Because you could get took for a ride where you give somebody some, some, <laughs> some bread money, yeah. and say, you know, so-and-so is coming and, you know, and they don't show up. You right. know what I'm saying? And, and you know, all you could do is just take the person you went through, you could just take their word for it. You right, know what I'm right. saying? And that that's when you're doing Risky. shows, you got you to gotta be at the top. You know what I'm saying? So I always like to deal with, straight deal with the management. Yeah, you know, so yeah. doing no that, matter, young man. jock. It was no middleman. It was okay. straight the manager and that person. So you have to remove it. A lot of people like to go to the agency, but I like to deal with that one particular person. Yeah. And then Jock shouted it out on the radio, everything. Like, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was definitely dope. But no, we, we remember we, we was, y'all was doing the ink. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, ink. yeah. So, with Mike. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's so how, yeah. I think that was, that was, that like, was the connection right there. That was dope. Which yeah. we met Mike through Doc, being at Doc shit yeah. all the time. He was doing. Yeah, so I think graphics. that was how to, uh, I think that might have been how we started to, yeah, 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 to, yeah, to, yeah. to connect. Yeah, but you guys, anything you know was dope because you guys would perform that almost anything I asked you. Yeah, the high school party, that high school yeah, party yeah, high, was yeah, off, off the, the hook. Fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, where was that shit? At? That shit was in Southfield. It was somewhere. at the uh, it was at the hotel, the yeah. Howard Johnson. Yeah, that shit was now, off the hook. Here's the thing: I think what that was what uh, ninety seven. No, I mean, no, I mean, no. I mean two thousand seven. Whenever Jock shit was, it was it was the no, same Jock year. Jock was six, so, so the, the school next year. was seven. That's yeah, seven. Yeah. So Detroit music was. At a standstill. Yeah. It was some guys that came called uh, Dexter Fanboys H&IC. Yeah. Yeah. They, to me, started the sound that everybody hear right now. Yeah. 
yeah, to yeah. me at that event. At that, yeah. if you, they got a record. Go YouTube it. They got a record called, um, if you just type it in, I grind all day and we ball on the weekend. Catch us downtown with the 24 and street spins. Yeah. That sound, it's them dudes and the other dude, he don't get a lot of credit for. I think they had, they was called the Get Fresh Boys. Uh, all white buffers. Rich Ken. Rich Ken. Yeah. That is the sound because it was 57 dough on the beats. On the beats. On the beats, yeah. That's the sound that everybody has right now. Right. Yeah, that's legit. If you that's really, legit. If you yeah, really yeah. think about it. Right, because it was 57 dough on the beats. But look, man, we uh, we got so much more to cover, so we going to have to do a part two. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So before we get up out of here, man, uh, could you drop your socials and all that so people could get at you and yeah. they can know what you got going on? Absolutely. Uh, you can catch me at Rock Sykes. Spell that out for him. R-O-C-K-S-Y-K-E-S. All right. And uh, what's on Instagram and Twitter? They're just Instagram. No Twitter, uh, no, Twitter. no Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Twitter probably. Keep, you keep, it simple. <laughs> keep it simple. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, AJ, what you got going on? Hey, man, you can always uh, get in contact with us if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to tell us how good you like it or how bad we suck at TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter at TCE Pod if you want to advertise or also be a part of the show, PR at TCOHH.org. Hey, yo, and I want to tell you, can Congratulations one more time because by the time they hear this, we still wouldn't have went to the event. So, uh, congratulations on being nominated as uh, best podcast, best niche podcast, yeah. podcast of the year. Shout out to Digital Soapbox Network for getting nominated for Network of the Year at the yeah. Pie Excellent Awards, which will be in North Carolina in October, October fifth. We go go down there, we go get fresh, yeah. we go bring the hardware home. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself.